What's up, everybody? This is the Agitator Podcast. My name is J. David Osborne, and that is Kelby Losek. Kelby, what up? Uh, not much, not much. I'm on my way to uh, this little corner store to buy an energy drink because I'm fucking exhausted. Um, but other than that, nothing. I'm in the country. I'm at the in-laws again. Um, last night, I drove an hour into town to get uh, children's Tylenol and uh, like a thermometer. Because a little boy got his vaccines yesterday. Uh, I made sure he got every experimental COVID vaccine they could give him. And uh, he just like started acting weird. He started like bleeding out of his eyes. Uh, he started speaking Chinese, which I thought was weird because he can't even speak English yet. Um, and I thought, you know, this is probably this is probably a job for children's Tylenol and a <laughs> and a thermometer. That's what you give to babies. I mean, yeah, yeah. What so, else are you gonna give? So anyway, he's dead now, but I, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, he uh he got his regular vaccines. He got uh he got his polio and it basically like his four month shot yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And uh same as last time. I mean he get he got a little warm last night, which is what he did last time. He got he gets a little warm at the And we did uh go to our in laws and you know how when you get go to pack shit, there's a hundred and fifty goddamn things to remember and you you remember like or you forget like the two things you actually end up needing so I forgot the children's Tylenol and the, the thermometer just for my own peace of mind to make sure it was okay so I, yeah I drove into town into Lawton into the town where I was born and I went to the Walmart at 10pm and uh man that is just like that is some crazy fucked up shit, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's similar to the, to the Walmart where, uh, where you live. Oh shit, I hope my levels aren't too high. Yes. Yeah, people at Walmart is a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Especially, during the day is bad enough, but fuck. Mm-hmm. You ever go at like, middle of the night looking for, I don't remember what the fuck we were looking for one time. Uh, my friend wanted to do something. I think he wanted to stick a poke or something because we were on the aisle with like needles and shit, like sewing needles and shit. And uh, this dude was like, like kept eyeballing us. He was like, "Hey, what y'all trying to do tonight?" And uh, my friend was like, "Shit, I don't know. I was trying to get a tattoo or something." He was like, "Well, shit, that's what I do." And uh, I was oh, like, "I love it. Bro. I love, it. dude. I love meeting <laughs> random people who do tattoos." So sick. <laughs> I was like, and this this dude was barefoot and like it looked tweaked out of his mind. Yeah. I was like, bro, I'm not trying to follow this dude to his trailer and like babysit his kids while y'all, you know, smoke meth or whatever he's trying to do with you. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm not trying to do this shit. But he was, so we went, and uh, I stayed in the driveway. I was like, you got, like, 
five minutes to come out and tell me it's cool or not, and I'm driving away if you don't come out. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that feeling. I used to have a buddy. Uh, when I was in high school, I used to be friends with, um, like, the Oklahoma version of Cholos, which means that they were, like, half Mexican, half white, but they uh, they really leaned into the, into the Mexican side, and so... So I kind of knew them before they leaned into their Mexican side, and then I knew them a little bit, like once they started wearing like bandanas and essentially becoming like the the blood in blood out stereotype. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and one of my buddies was really into tattoos, especially like you know, laugh now, cry later, and uh, like clowns and shit, right? Hell yes. Yeah. He would, he, we would uh, hang out at this guy's apartment uh, who was like deaf and he was like 30, but he would let us hang out with him. And uh, now that I think about it, that's a little weird, isn't it? Um, that, but Marcus and I were talking about that the other day because I, I don't know. That happens. I, I mean, I don't know why. I guess certain type of burnout or something. It just happens. I've always had friends that are like 10, 15 years older than me. Yeah, for sure. Hey, actually, I'm going to put this story on pause. I'm not going to stop recording, though. I'm about to go into, like, this uh, little tiny little tiny gas station here. I, because I got to get my monster. I'm going to put my Taz cam in my pocket so that nobody thinks I'm, like, carrying in a weapon and shoots me in the face. Hold on. <laughs> I've, I've been wanting to do that kind of shit, but have wondered about yeah. that same thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a weird look. I, uh, I played the field a little while and I came all the way back to the watermelon monster. Yeah, it's just tried and true. Those things are legit. I like how gas stations always sort of function as the the superstore for wherever they're at. Like you go closer to the beach over here, and it's just the, the gas station is just full of wakeboards and. Swimsuits and shit like that.
Are there any myths around there? Like the biggest catfish in the world or whatever? got a lake right down the road from here that uh has like a mammoth in it or something <laughs> some kind of yeah some kind of weird ancient like a prehistoric monster mm-hmm Inspired mall episode where David goes to all the all the fishing stores to buy monster. <laughs> I, I go to every single one of them and I buy a monster in every single one of them. Yeah, that's what you call uh, you know investing, S- stocking up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, here's what's going on, listeners. We were uh, Kelby watched Tetsuo, the Iron Man, uh, and I didn't. Uh, cause I just like, we're moving at this, at this clip that's just like, it's too, uh, it's too rapid for my, for my tiny female brain to really like keep up with. <laughs> um, so what we're doing is actually just kind of bullshitting and figuring out what we're going to record because I want to be, uh, kind of stubborn about recording something anyway. So, um, what do you think, man? What do you want to do? Well, we could uh, we could tell everybody kind of what is on the horizon, what we're thinking with going forward. I mean, you already said, you know, we were uh, going to talk Tetsuo, which is not a Mike movie. Um, right. It's actually a Shinya Sukumoto. Sukumoto. Who, by the um, way, is in Ichi the Killer, the director yeah, of this movie. Gigi. He's Gigi, bro. Yeah. When I... When I uh, saw his picture, I was looking him up online, because I guess he stars in a lot of his own films, too. Uh, I was like, oh, shit, it's Gigi. But yeah, he's, he's cool. actually, uh, he's the dude who gets run over in Tetsuo. 
Oh, okay, okay. I'm sure I'll find out what that means when I see it. Yeah. So you you'd never seen it either, huh? Man, you know what? I actually watched it a long, long, long time ago, back before it was cool, uh, and I watched it like 80 times. And uh, people used to say about me like that guy knows a lot about the movie Tenso of the Iron Man. But um, but then I decided that I was going to get into particle physics, and there's only so many. There's only so much room in one man's brain, you know, <laughs> for information about, uh, for information about, uh, you know, Japanese cinema. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I know all about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know everything there is to know about this film, but, uh, I just, like, kind of, I have to recall it. I'm gonna have to recall it. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I say that shit, too, when uh, I haven't watched a movie that everybody else has. <laughs> Well, like, I mean, I did watch it. I've watched it like 85 times, but, you know, it's, uh, and I also, I watch it on four times. <laughs> I watch it on 4X speed, you know? I just like... Oh, holy run. shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's the wrong speed to watch this movie on. <laughs> I know. Well, I do it, because I basically, I have the ability to, um, I'm kind of like, you know how a fly can, can see things slower because they have like eight eyeballs? I have that, but it's like with my mind's chakra. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just different, man. You know, just built different. Yeah, just built different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, anyway, uh, yes. Continue. So we're going to be talking about other filmmakers. Yeah, we're taking the show in a new direction. You know, there's only uh, we had difficulty finding the first movie that Lucas wanted to talk about. Uh, when we brought him on for the last episode, um, I found it and I was down to watch it in uh, in Japanese because we couldn't find the English subtitle version. But you know, y'all racists were like, nah, nah, it's English or nothing. It's like not even a movie if I can't understand what they're saying. Right. It's like, okay, whatever. But uh, trying not to be xenophobic. <laughs> that's uh, dude. That is actually not a real. That's not a bad idea. Eventually episodes where we're just, especially when we get to the ones that literally don't have uh, English translations like Peanuts or uh, uh, what was it? Gokudo no... You know, it's like, even the titles haven't been translated from Japanese. Mm-hmm. That might be fun to do eventually. And just be like, here's what I think was happening. Yeah, sort of like watching a silent movie. Yeah. Exactly. That's not a bad idea. But yeah, we're gonna be... Uh, talking about all sorts it's like actually um, I sort of I went through a silent movie phase uh, for a little while and mm-hmm. watching movies without subtitles is kind of like I mean I guess if it was a super talky movie but most of them aren't you know they got a lot of action going on and shit so uh, you really like all you need is context and mm-hmm. you can kind of see what's going on <coughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, but, when I went to that Walmart, I was like, this is where the coronavirus is, right here. I, uh, I was like, if, I, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to be because I went to this Walmart at 10 p.m. There were so many juggalos, like, nobody, you know nobody there is, like, vaccinated, nobody has masks, which is fine, because both of those things are fake anyway, but, uh, you know it's just a soup, it's just a coronavirus soup in there. Yeah, they've got it in the $5 bin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was 
some children's Tylenol, and the lady was like, you're gonna need much more than children's Tylenol when you get out of this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so, and she's like, oh yeah, it's right down the road, right here, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, so we're expanding. We're, ex we're expanding because I, I compiled a list of all the all the Miike films that I think we could reasonably actually locate. Uh, and there's 47 of them. And, um, but you know, I mean, like, there's no, there's no telling, I mean, honestly, if we're even going to, you know, want to watch all 47 of them in a row. Um, I, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if we'll burn out or, or what, you know? Yeah, and there's just so many movies. I have learned through doing this podcast that I have time to watch about one movie per week. Mm. So, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. am I going to watch nothing but Mike for the next two years? Or <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, yeah, because we would, we would roll through every Mike movie that we could find in, like, yeah, basically a year. Mm -hmm. And then it would be like, oh, okay. So where do we go from here? And there's some there's some um, Mike movies like specifically Gozu, Audition, um, some of these like more special ones that I actually wanna I wanna get better at podcasting before I attempt them. You know. Um, now some people might think, well, David, you've been podcasting since 2015. That's true, but I'm still not very good at it. And I'm hoping that in the next year or so, I'll actually get good at podcasting. This this will be the year. Seven's the magic number. Mm -hmm. It's like, you've been at it for six years. Like, well, yeah, but in seven years, I'll be a professional. That's right. It's when you have a whole new collection of cells. I don't even know if that's true anymore. I think I read that in a Grant Morrison comic once. And it was like, every seven years, you're a new collection of cells. And I'm like, man, if Grant Morrison said it, it has to be true. That's such a wild concept. Maybe it was the Flaming Lips. I don't know. Fuck this stupid <laughs> ass band. Um. Anyway, wait. What am I talking about? I keep I keep getting off track here. Oh, so we're gonna be bringing on guests too. Yeah, that's it. And uh, well, the people know we had Lucas on last episode, so uh, yeah, we're gonna start bringing in more guests, expanding our reach. Um. Because honestly, uh, we're sort of limited by the literary bubble that we have put ourselves in. It's all our own fault. Like, but that's not even our real life. Like, we don't just day to day associate with like the literary world. No. So, confining ourselves to that crowd is a, a unnecessary constraint. So we're bringing in our real lives more into the podcast, expanding out to people to different uh, DIY filmmakers. There will be writers, rappers, um, just bringing in more people to uh, to kick it with and talk extreme Japanese cinema. Uh, Mike, Mike adjacent films. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, frankly, I don't, I don't want to talk to another writer for as long as I live. I, I, I really <laughs> don't. I'm just done, man. I'm just done. You know, I got off of Twitter, and um, hey, oh yeah, I can watch the baby. Sure. No, no worries. This is a, 
way that we do this. Remember, this podcast is just like it's oh, all okay. it's all natural, baby. It's all. He's in an Hi, outfit. Rios. Oh, for having community on in the background? No, we can leave it on. It's fine. Hey, what's up, Hi. son? What's up, baby boy? What up, Gus? What's up, dude? Say hi. Yeah, yeah. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I love this little dude. He's great. He's awesome. But yeah, no, I mean, I saw some like, I saw some kind of like drama on on like on Instagram, right? Which is the only social media platform I'm really on right now. And uh, I was just curious, so I asked a mutual friend of ours who's in the know about all this stuff, what was going on, and she explained it to me, and uh, I was like, oh, this is so dumb, you know? I'm glad that I have nothing to do with this at all, and I'm not going to say a single word about what was going on, because it's so dumb, it's so dumb, that it's like, it it would embarrass me to even speak of it, you know? Um, But, I mean, you can if you want to, but I'm not going to. Uh, Uh... but anyway, I was like, yeah, this is all really silly. And um, Lucas was telling me about uh, this uh, this author named Matt Shaw. Did you ever look up Matt Shaw's stuff? Did we talk about this? I did, yeah. Bro, uh, so this guy like published 200, he calls them stories, which is very clever. Um, and he's just, you know, he's just on Amazon and he's just releasing like all this crazy extreme horror shit, you know, books that are called Come Shot and stuff like that. And, you know, I was just like, oh, you can just, you can just write stuff and just put it out and you don't have to be a part of any kind of community. Now, I'm not saying that Matt Shaw isn't part of any kind of community because I don't really know. I didn't really investigate this. Um, no, that's not true. I did. I did. I looked at his Twitter. He's got, I think he's got like a thousand followers or something. But he doesn't seem to be super into the, like, the Twitter game. Anyway, point is, we don't have to communicate with writers anymore. That, that shit's played out. Nope. Nope. I'm going to kick it in Houston with a rapper today. Mm-hmm. And, uh... That... That's... That scene... Like, that where I say that scene. It's just like... I don't know. It, I'm, I'm on the... I'm on the path of just being normal. Like, I'm, I'm tired yes. of the... We gotta, like... My friends are going to be my real friends. I'm not calling no internet people my friends. I'm not like... No, no, no. It's just time to be regular again. Yeah, yeah. You know what the biggest thing is that I notice is the internet people speak in this weird language of sarcasm. Like, that's so irony poisoned that you can't get to like the truth of what they actually mean. Mm. Like, I, I looked at um, like one thread a few days ago. Um... Because I was like, I was actually literally trying to prove to you and Lucas in the group chat that I could find, like, the, without scrolling, I could find something that was stupid on Twitter and that would, like, piss me off and be com- a complete waste of time. And so I did. And then I kind of, like, looked at the thread and, like, all the responses to this thing were people saying something, like, sarcastic or whatever. Like, uh,. You know, oh yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, that's ex- I too enjoy, uh, blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, and just obviously completely misunderstanding what the point of the conversation was. Um, 
so I've just learned that like uh, liberals in general and writers in particular as a subset of liberalism are very very stupid people like almost all of them are stupid if you're listening to this and you're a writer you're, you're probably a very stupid person uh, but the trick <laughs> is but the trick is you think you're smart right you think you're smart and that makes you doubly insufferable right you think you were like the kid that everybody you know you ever hear uh, you know writers would be like uh, you know Oh shit, the dogs are barking. But writers would be like, yeah, I used to write stuff in class and my teacher would think, I'm like, and my teacher would say, you have the best writing skills in the class. I was like, dude, your teacher was addicted to heroin and was like thinking about how to get through the day. Like, <laughs> sorry, that, but, but your elementary school teacher wasn't exactly like <laughs> the arbiter of what good writing is. And that got into your head the same way it got into mine. And I spent years and years and years thinking that I was smart. Um, whoops. Big mistake. Big waste of time thinking that you're smart. Because uh, we're not, dude. Smart people don't become writers. They don't. They, be <laughs> they do things with money, or they become doctors, or they become lawyers, whatever. Like, that's what smart people do. We're not smart, dude. Yeah, I'm leaning into the muscle when people when, and that's why the internet fucking sucks. Cause like, it 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 all it, it's like a perpetual motion machine dressed up like high school, yeah. except or even worse, like middle school, mm. except you know these are grown ass people, and but middle school was great because the nerds would say some dumb shit and you just pop them in the mouth. Yeah, and then like. You can't do that on the internet because there's nobody there. Right, right. Yeah, I've often thought that it would be really nice to like fight people um, who annoyed me on the internet, and then and then I kind of I realized like I would fight almost any writer except for a few. There are a few who look pretty jacked, like Wrath James White. Uh, that guy would fuck me up, dude. And that would be my luck, too, is that I'd be like, I'll fight, yeah, I'm going to fight a, a writer in real life. And then it would be somebody like that. You know, I don't have any problem with, with, with wrath. I don't have any problems, sir. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it would, it would be one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I'm going get, to get into a fight with, like, an anime avatar account who writes for one of these dumb, uh, like, lit mags or whatever. And... Uh, I'd meet them in real life, and they would be, you know, 80 feet tall, and, you know, they'd just step on me. I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> just my luck. Just my luck. But probably not. Probably not. No, probably not. Probably I would just go insane on them. You ever meet people who, like, think that they can fight, and they're just like, bro, if I ever get into a fight, I'm going to rip someone's dick off. I had a friend like that. His name was Lance. And he was like, he always said that if he ever got into a fight, what he would do is he would rip someone's dick off and then break their arm. He said that was his go-to move. <laughs> That's my go-to move. <laughs> I was like, okay, how many fights you been in? <laughs> Jesus, are you a serial killer? What That's the fuck? That's what he would say. That's what we would sit in his room and learn... Because his, his parents were rich, 
so he had uh, these badass like Ibanez uh, guitars. He had a, a Paul Reed Smith, which is like a two thousand dollar guitar, and we would uh, go in there and we would learn. Uh, in high school, we would learn like kill switch engage riffs and like Dillinger Escape Plan riffs and stuff. And we would just like sit on his floor and do like dueling guitar stuff. Something a lot of people don't know about me is that I actually used to be really good at guitar. Um, and then I completely gave it up, which is kind of like my thing. I kind of like to start doing things and then, uh, you know, like forget forget to watch the movie that I'm supposed to watch and then just be like, oh, well, I guess the whole thing is a failure. I better move <laughs> on to something else that catches my eye, the next butterfly that flies my way. Um, so anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, yeah, no more writers. No more, yeah, if you're a writer... And you're listening to this podcast, and you're like, damn, this is the best shit I've ever heard. I want to be on this show. You're not allowed. I'm sorry. You can't. <laughs> you're not coming on. You're not coming we, on. We are moving on. <laughs> 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 oh, every time my, uh, like my follower account goes up and down, <laughs> all, all because of writers. Mm-hmm. I say something or somebody retweets me and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Start following. And then I'm like, writer, 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 like all in the bio and shit. I'm like, mm, you'll be gone in a few days. Yeah. Yep. Just like, just like clockwork. Yep. Yep. Oh, <laughs> dude, no. Writers are insane, man. Yeah. They're actually like crazy people. It's, um, it's something that I've just come to accept. Like they're like the most socially maladjusted people on the fucking planet and the thing is is that you can become super successful and it doesn't help at all like look at the social media presence of somebody like jeff vandermeer right who has a great career like he has a great career dude i mean he comes out with a book every year as far as i know um this time it's what if there was a person who lived on top of a bear um and uh <laughs> like he uh he's got movies Annihilation was a badass movie. Like it was a great. That was adapt- fucking great. Yeah, a great adaptation. The book is pretty good. The sequels aren't that great, but the the book Annihilation is pretty good. But the the movie was amazing. And then you know, I mean, he basically he goes online and he's like, and he's just mean. And I'm saying all this to make a point, which is like this guy is like one of the most successful of the people who were kind of like, I, I don't know him at all. I don't think we've ever spoken. But you know, Facebook friend type type groups, um, and he's he's just a mess. You know, like every every negative characteristic you could think of, like the upcoming writer, which is like the sense of entitlement, and you know, kind of like this like latent uh, cruelty, probably born from a life being a nerd. Uh, none of that goes away with the success. Like they just continue to be shitty, and <laughs> and act like they're some you know kind of put upon kid getting stuffed into a locker instead of a, an actual rich successful human being yeah yeah you know but then for every you know i say that and then for every one of those i mean there's people like brian evanson who's like one of the kindest people who i've ever met and who's like yeah, a he's way cool more, as fuck and he's way more talented than people like vandermeer uh and everybody everybody knows this right you, you ask almost anybody like who's the best like living American writer like Brian will pop up on that list um, and he's just a nice guy he's just a nice guy who like just posts about his kid and I was like when I first started my podcast 
it was like episode like 10 or something I was like uh, messaging him I was like hey Brian uh, we met at a convention once will you be on my podcast and he was just like yeah sure absolutely and that blew my mind I was like dude this guy's like the best writer who's alive right now and he's just like yeah I'll go on your shitty podcast whatever <laughs> you, you know what I mean I think I'm literally friends with probably every cool writer that even exists but at this point you know like and I probably can just, yeah I can, I can just tell immediately <laughs> it'd you know be cool I mean? if I was tied with like uh, Stephen Graham Jones but yeah, everybody else be, yeah I would love to be better better friends with that guy we played pool once and we communicated through email a lot because of the book that I published by him and god damn it that guy's just so fucking cool you know he's just man I, I don't I, we've already have we already done a Stephen Graham Jones love fest on this podcast not on this podcast but on every other podcast <laughs> yeah on every other podcast we just end up talking about how cool that guy is um <clears throat> anyway if you're listening to agitator right if you're one of the EK fans who uh just tuned in to, to this show hoping that we would actually talk about Japanese cinema on a Japanese cinema podcast uh, instead actually people who dig Nike would dig the fuck out of Stephen Graham Jones Hell yes. they're, they're, they're kind of on the same wavelength yeah um, it came from Del Rio <laughs> yep especially is about a a dude who it's a double narrative and the first half is narrated by the father of a chick who grows up to be a border patrol agent <coughs> and he walks the border he's like a hired odd job cartel dude who is like muling a bunch of uh some kind of weird canisters mm-hmm. it's been a while since i read it but anyways he's like muling some shit for the cartel around the border and uh he ends up fucking some shit up he dies he uh becomes a zombie head or a rabbit headed zombie and leads a army of cannibalistic like chupacabra-esque bunny rabbits yeah dude that's actually a really great summation of that book um and the more and more i think about it yeah Stephen Graham Jones is on his own on that tip too because <clears throat> they all feel like Stephen Graham Jones books. He has this very specific writing style that's kind of unmistakable, but he hops genres like crazy and he's wildly prolific, you know? So I remember when I put his book out, Least of My Scars, he had a, a short story collection coming out the same week from uh, University Press, you know? Like, so super official, super official. And then Broken River, super unofficial. And then kind of right in the middle, you had a book on Dezank come out called Flush Boy, which was about a drive-through urinal. Um, so three fucking books at the same time. And he, <laughs> he talks about it now in interviews, now that he's uh, kind of made it and he's, he's successful because of uh, Mongrels, The Only Good Indians, which was fantastic. And uh, actually recently, I think this last week, uh, his new book, called My Heart is a Chainsaw came out, which I don't, I haven't read yet, but knowing Steven, I'll bet you that's not a metaphor. Uh, I'm sure somebody has a literal chainsaw heart or something like that, right? I heard Uh, it has something to do with demon theory, but I don't know for him, like for him, so much of this shit is personal that like he connects the dots in different like spiritual ways, whereas like 
so I don't know what that means. He said it has a lot to do with demon theory, but I don't know if that means literally or, yeah. you know. That's exciting. It, That's exciting. I'm looking forward to reading that one. But you see what I mean, right? Like, I mean, he actually ticks all these boxes of what Mike does with, like, film um, to to books, basically. Just being able... And the, and the through line, that's so interesting. We have everything from, you know, his more serious books like Lead Feather all the way through, like, his crazy shit, like The Long Trial of Nolan Dugati uh, and It Came From Del Rio and shit like, like his... And Zombie Bake Off and stuff like that. And what, like, the through line is, is his voice, right? Like, you're always getting that voice. <clears throat> Very interesting. I think we just added a, like, a hero to the... To the pantheon of like what we're trying to, what we're trying to get across here as to, as to what good writing really is. Oh shit! The dog's chasing this bright yellow cicada. Oh, the dog just ate the cicada. Ooh, Ooh nice. Oh damn. <laughs> but anyway, I, see what I like to think too. Also, you know about this about this podcast. You know, I went on my little Jeff Vandermeer rant or whatever. Oh, the dog let the cicada go. Um. Is that, like, I'm not just here to talk shit, man, you know? I'm not just, like, I'm not just, like, some, like, bitter fuck who, uh, you know, just hates all writers and hates everything. I just, I want, I want to be able to build trust with our audience that, like, when I do talk about stuff that I actually like, that you believe me. Because that's a huge thing that's missing from the writing community is that I just, I can't tell what people actually think is good anymore. Because it gets so twisted up and, like, who's, who's your friend? You know, like, how are you trying to jockey for position in the writing world? You know, whose asses are you trying to kiss? And I want to just, like, be able to say, like, no, this this person, like, sucks as a person. Their books aren't that great, and you shouldn't read them. Versus this person rocks as a person and actually writes really cool shit, and they should be the ones that you pay attention to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and like everybody, um, everybody always wants to talk about sending shots up. They're like, "Stop punching down." Like, well, you're <laughs> not even you're not even punching up. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just, you're just that's, kissing ass. That's it, because Stephen and Jeff both are are up, are way up from where we are, right? So if we were to be punching uh, at somebody like that guy, I mean, that's that's literally punching up. I mean, <laughs> there's he's pretty much a solidified figure in the sci-fi world now. Um, and and people will just say that to look, because they're fucking scared. They're just scared to talk shit. And uh, I'm not... What are you, like, you going to do? No, no. Yeah, my chances that Little Brown are fucking dead. But, you know, <laughs> fuck, fuck Little Brown. <laughs> exactly, which goes back to, like, the whole Matt Shaw thing, right? Is like, I don't know how much money that guy pulls in per year I'm not sure if he's a full time writer I'm not sure if he's managed to make that work for himself but seeing these books which by the way don't look great I mean I'm not I didn't read any of them uh, but just the fact that he's doing that and appears you know based on the reviews that the, the number of reviews that he has on his books looks like they're selling okay it, it, it seems to offer this alternative pathway out of this whole thing which is just complete rejection of the literary scene in general and attempting to communicate with people who are not uh, brainwashed and psyoped by this kind of uh, you know this organization this clique 
the, the, the manners that you're supposed to follow to get the things that help you to succeed. Yeah, yeah. No, just be like, like every time I read an interview of somebody who I admire as an artist, there's always this thing that they say were like, um, with Mike, it was, so you've sent me some uh, snippets of that agitator book where he was butting heads with somebody or there's disagreements with this and that, and he's fucking Mike. He's gone on to make some of our favorite shit. And then I was just listening to, uh, I was listening to some classic Gucci Mane in the car this morning, and, um, you know, he, that dude came into uh, a label. There was it wasn't a contract thing, but he he was around people who were. <laughs> this dog is just digging a hole and just fucking kicked up a clump of dirt in my face. All right, go ahead. <laughs> God damn, uh, Sky, what's your problem, dog? Okay, no, sorry, please continue. You're saying something uh, but, interesting. Yeah, no, he was taking shots at, oh, I'm <laughs> just picturing dirt just flying at your face. Bro, I'll take a picture of it. picture of it. Yeah, this guy just did that to me. Real, look, she, like, just kicked dirt in my face. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, like he was beefing with uh, Jeezy, who was a potential label mate of the people who could take Gucci to the next level of where he was at at the time. And um, he didn't care. They're like, why do you have a problem with him? It's like, he's like, is he a bitch? He does the shit that bitches do. He just make bitch moves. Like, he a bitch. <laughs> right. They're like, Jeezy was sending people to like try and kill him and stuff, or rob him. And, uh, <laughs> It's like, I don't know, I was just thinking, like, it just kept me thinking, I've been on the tip of, like, just keep it real, and then I, I hear that shit, and I'm like, and Gucci is fucking enormous, and so is Jeezy, I mean, Jeezy's been to prison way more than Gucci has, but, like, uh, so, like, I don't know, career-wise, at least artistic career-wise, Jeezy might have more money, right. but, um, I don't know, know about the, that. I don't know about that, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, at I this mean, point, Gucci's got uh, what is it? He didn't he sign Young Thug originally? Do I have that backwards? I don't know. But he's I, he signed he signed some pretty, and he he started the the Migos, didn't he? Or he like yeah. discovered discovered the Migos. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm trying to think of. I remember I listened to his autobiography on a car trip with Rios once, and uh, I think he's he's doing fine. You know. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. No, they used his when he last got out of prison. When he came out, and everybody was like, "This is a clone," because mm -hmm. he's all like cut yeah. up and articulate, yeah. and like he went in all fat and like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny when people were like, "He don't even sound the same." I was like, "Duh!" He was yeah. like throwed off a lean every day. Like when you're yeah. sober, you don't talk like that. <laughs> now he's got veneers. So he's gonna sound a little different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's some funny shit though. That Gucci clone theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I really do think that there's just a value in, in honesty, especially when honesty is in such short supply, you know. And trying your best not to be overtly nasty to to people who don't deserve it, but like you said, just kind of being honest. Because then, again, it makes it so that when you actually do praise something, 
people know that you genuinely mean it and that you're not angling for any kind of like position by by liking that thing you're like no I just think that this is good just like one just 100 uh, percent as you say keeping it real keeping it real that is what we do I always think of the Dave Chappelle's get and keeping it real goes wrong um, but uh, I forgot how that one goes it's basically there's like there's it's set up into a, a like three guys who uh, like one guy gets a drink I think spilled on him at a bar and he he basically like the guy who spilled the drink on him is huge and buff and you know he has to keep it real so he tries to fight the guy and the guy beats him up. it's stuff like that you know <laughs> it's basically just like the, the point of it is that like there are times when you should just not keep it real and just kind of chill out or whatever but uh but I don't know yeah why not kamikaze mission you know that's kind of where my whole head is at with like the, the writing stuff just like a just a kamikaze mission to either succeed or completely flame out um and either way either way it's fine actually I'm okay with 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 both options it doesn't it doesn't matter to me but like sitting in uh, kind of this this weird uh nether world like between worlds right where uh you know everybody kind of like keeps me around but like deep down hate my, hates my guts <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's just put it all out there you know what I mean just put it out in the open yeah. I think the uh, I think success story in the writing world is like you're a simp if you're just chasing a book deal like that money's gonna go away if I want to just make a hundred thousand dollars I'll go flip a house like I don't give a fuck about a hundred thousand dollars bro like right I am trying to get as an artist I just want my art to be experienced by the the people that I fuck with, I want to bring something to the people that like I fuck with who come from where I come from too mm. and just build an audience to just have my art out there. Mm -hmm. So that means and what whatever forms that takes. I'll push yeah. it out myself. I'll get some book deals here and there. Just whatever, you know, but like there's no there's no magical dragon to be chasing you just got to be making the art and dropping it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's pretty much how i feel Damn. all right well that's about 50 minutes that ought to do it i'll uh i'll watch tetsuo so so that we could actually <laughs> do the episode oh, this is agitator eight uh david forgot to watch tetsuo that's what we'll call this one um, <laughs> that's a good one yeah but um i don't know we have any I guess as like the if people wanted to check anything out, it would be uh Stephen Graham Jones's new book is out. My heart is a chainsaw. Go go check that out. The the man has I think forty books. Um so if you just go to Amazon and type his name in and just look around, you you will find something. If you're listening to this podcast, you'll find something that, that interests you and that you should read. Rios is nodding her head. For sure. For sure. You, go you go. Uh, you got anything to say about Stephen Graham Jones Rios? He's handsome. He's handsome. Thank you. Okay, he's <laughs> handsome too. We, we let we left that part out. He's good looking. We, oh man, yeah, we we forgot. We forgot. Yeah, yeah. he is good looking. Mm -hmm. Man, now I don't like him anymore. Never mind. Don't go <laughs> read Stephen Graham Jones. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> go go read Rio Stella Luz. Yeah, read Rio Stella Luz. That, that's a good book too. Nietzsche's a good book. What do you think, Rio? Do you think that one's pretty good? Yes. <laughs> this, is a, this is our second guest, Rio Stella Luz, with my with my son, who's uh, looking out at the at the dogs playing in the yard. It's, it's very iconic. It's like a picture picture moment. Some some Norman Rockwell. Well, no, Norman Rockwell was like East Coast. Yeah, and he's also very very white. And uh, yeah, your yeah. your son is only a little bit white. He's a he's a white Latino. Yeah, he's <laughs> which uh, which also, by the way, to anybody listening, it means that I can't be racist anymore. Yeah, racist, yeah. Oh yeah. my God, she loves. I am also, I, I I am also the father of a mixed race baby. So yeah. you can't come at me either, faggots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's how that works, but we'll go with that. <laughs> that's we'll not how that works. Whatever. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Read Stephen Graham Jones, 40 books, something like that. If you want to buy The Least of My Scars... That's a that's a broken river book, so you can do that too. Um, but yeah, next time we'll talk about Tetsuo. <laughs> <laughs>